Hi there, this is Stuart McKee, host of Musicians FAQ Podcast. Please join me weekly where we have music and chat with some of Canada's hottest artists. song produced by Jeff Delziel, who just happens to be my very special guest this week. My name is Stuart McKee, and this is Musicians FAQ. Welcome back to Musicians FAQ for part two of my interview with producer, songwriter, musician Jeff Delziel. Let's pick it up where we left off. Jeff's talking about the current state of the music industry today. To me, to me, I think the TikTok thing is more like you got your shot on the Johnny Carson show. Right. Let's see what happens. Now what are you going to do with it? Yeah. But those people that got the shot on the Johnny Carson show were already famous musicians yeah. in their own 
stratus like where they're at like it's like here's a new band not everybody's heard of them yet this is how we expose them to the planet yeah but they were already popular they wouldn't be on johnny's stage yeah they're already slugging out in the clubs and uh so yeah yeah, so to connect the dots for me it's like music and fan base comes first and everything else is promo that's how i feel so i'm sure those people would argue with you and argue with me but they can argue all they want I worked for a major label and I know how it works. So and I know how it's not working now. So, right. Yeah. And I mean, it seems to be, you know, I didn't want to get into the cliche questions seems to be, you know, is the music industry dead? Is the record industry dead? And, and things mm-hmm. like that. It's, it's just different. It's different. Uh, and but I can not attribute really, that to... but from what you're talking. I mean, you're really no. it's still the same thing, you know, build your fan base. And yeah, the one good thing the labels are doing are like, take a guy like Aaron Goodwin. Uh, he's, He's independent, but he's distributed through Warner here and he's very, very successful. And they're good at that. They're good at helping things that are existing get out there a little bit better when they can. But the whole direct signing to a record company and having an AR person, that's such a limited thing now compared to when I was entering the game. It's like you had to get signed and be the band on that roster right. and have AR people help you and get better at things and push you out there. Now it's like, half the world's letting the artists do all that until and we won't step in until the big stuff's happening and so there's varying degrees of that i just choose to help my artists let's just be honest make great music and try to build a fan base like you're not going to be famous tomorrow and if you are that's probably a bad thing because you and i probably could go on for the next half hour hour listing every one hit wonder we know right and i don't want any of my my kids to be one hit one hit wonders i want them to be yeah i want them to be able to make take chances and make something crappy and be excused it's fine so sorry oh that's great it's 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 a wonderful i think uh attitude and they're lucky they're lucky that they've got that i mean hopefully there's other people taking your position as well in the industry and helping the artists um you know i i do gravitate to most it's funny enough a lot of the producers a lot of my friends are actually producers in my actual competition, like competing against them for awards and jobs. And we're all fun. We're all friends. We all seem to be very similar because we're kind of veterans to some degree. Right. You know, we were on record. We were signed to record companies as artists or producing for so many years that we now it seems to be falling on us to do exactly what I'm talking about, like sure. be the A&R, be the filter. And some people don't like, to, like I said, don't like to be told that their babies are ugly, but. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to somebody just to get a job. I just want to be truthful and, and hopefully that helps. Them. Yeah. And I think that goes with any industry. I mean, I grew up in the, in the restaurant industry and, and worked in corporate management for many, many years. And it, it really is the same thing. If you want to be successful, you've, you've got to take an honest look in the mirror. Um, yep. So do you find it more rewarding? It's just sort of a, a random question that occurred to me as you're talking about, I know Warner and Sony, do you find it more rewarding having your own company more work or is it really just this is kind of the way things have happened so now i mean would you have gone uh, independent inevitably had things not changed within the the industry well i i didn't become independent on my own volition that was like sony merged with bmg and i lost my job right uh but it it didn't stop like it just kept i kept working for them sony bmg i just wasn't on staff anymore and I just continued to make records. So I think all of us, uh, I just happened to be at a time when Sony 
had the budgets to have in-house producers. Uh, there was only two of us. And then we were developing artists and stuff like that because that, that business was there. There was a model that sold CDs and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So the, their, their livelihood was certainly neutered to some degree with the, with the loss of CD sales. So, and so budgetary constraints caused that to happen. So it didn't stop me. I make less per song than I used to, but I still make good money. So uh, I'm just, you know, I'm at a point where I'm just happy if I'm making speakers move and this goes up, whether it's an indie or a major label with my arm hair standing up, I don't care. And so luckily I'm at a point where I can choose who I work with independently. And there's got to be something about them that just without me, I'm just getting a little bit of feels like, you know, it's like, okay, there's something there. And then we talk and we'll go from there. So, but you know, we turned down more than we, when I say we, me and my management uh, company, that we turn down more than we say yes to, only because I want to work with something that is unique. That's kind of where I'm at. So for the indie side of things, I get to work with unique things. I'm not saying record companies don't make unique things, but they certainly target the lane that's most promising at the moment, rather than the difference between the labels today. And when I worked with Sony was, we did our fair share of let's fill the lane that exists. But we also, if that's all we did, we wouldn't have worked with Our Lady Peace. We wouldn't have worked with Chantal Kravyazik back in the day, those kind of bands that turned into you know million dollar sales. So, and they were not like everybody else. So at the same time we did this, maybe to you know help the bean, bean counters sleep at night, we also took shots on things that were not really proven yet or were kind of really not really centered. And we kind of defined new music sometimes, you know? So um, there's a little less of that going on. And I understand it because it's financially terrifying. You know, at Sony at the time, we could send, we could sign 10 bands, hoping two of them really explode. If, you know, nowadays the company's only signed two bands and they got to explode both. Like that must be terrifying. I mean, I've heard artists lose record deals because, the head of NR tells the president, oh, we could sell 4 million. They're like, we need to sell 10 million. Find another band. It's like that happened post peer-to-peer and all that stuff. And yeah. just watch some horrible things. Bands are getting dropped because they're only triple platinum in Canada. It's like, no, 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 no. So I, I wrote a book and a lot of this is in there uh, about the CD, like the whole CD boom. And if you really understand where we used to be and where we are now, which I was fortunate to be involved in the whole arc I can connect a lot of dots for artists and they go, I let them read the book. It's not out yet, but they, most of them read and they go, Oh, really? Oh. So there's a lot of lessons that artists need to see things that existed that will never exist ever again. Opportunities. And, and it's, there's so much negative rhetoric out there. Also part of the boot camp is to get them to understand. Yeah. We've got a lot of lemons, but I like lemonade. So let's make lots of lemonade. It'll be fun. There's ways to use the new technology in the system to benefit you in the long term rather than the short term. So that's awesome. It was, yeah. I'm looking forward to that book. I, I mean, I read Clive Davis book and, and it's interesting throughout the seventies and he talks about what, what you just touched on briefly about, you know, they give artists a chance to fail. And I mean, they might sign three, four, five, six albums before this artist really took off. And, you know, yeah. there always were those ones that just never took off. And for yeah. whatever reason, I mean, I was always, 
baffled that uh, that Lone Justice never made it in the eighties. Yeah, and the di- and the difference is even at Sony, the bands that didn't take off, we still loved them and we still yeah. treated them with respect, and they're they're still my friends today, most of them. And you know, there's artists I've worked with that are not doing music; they'll still pop by for coffee and when they can, especially when I was in Toronto. But uh, it's uh, yeah, it was more. I try to make the experience more personal, more human you know because that's that's i am my business so i i am who i am so i just try to help them okay it's okay you don't have to be famous tomorrow let's just start you know change it to a positive direction let's see what happens right so any one of those artists that i deal with independently could be the next dallas smith in canada you never know so i've had a few of them so that's great be patient listen learn yep
I was just riveted throughout this interview. So there was a lot of great information, which I think I was enjoying. So I'm sure everybody else will. And I think it'd be great for other artists to hear. So sure. Anytime, buddy. Um, all right. So this questionnaire that I've been uh, throwing at everybody on this interview, um, uh, developed by a uh, French host, Bernard Pivot and made famous by James Lipton in the actor's studio. Um, starting out, uh, what is your favorite word? I have to say music. I, I know that's cheesy, but music is my favorite word. It's, it's music. To your it's ears. the first thing. It's the first word I think of when I wake up. Nice. I don't. Every, yeah. Constant. And that's not a lie. That's true. Least favorite word. Mm. No, no is so destructive. When you're talking about creativity, there's definitely fantastic and useful usage of the word. No, but it's re, uh, replaces when it's uh, unless it's, you know, really bad. Of course, no is a good word. But for the most part, it gets used too often to just uh, escape reality. Yeah. So I agree. And I think, or, or, or risk for that matter. And we, and yeah. we start early. I mean, we're brainwashed to tell our kids no. And, you know, and then Absolutely. step back and go, well, you know what? Maybe we should indulge a bit. I mean, there's always that great famous story of John Lennon, first time you met Yoko Ono and going to the, to the art exhibit and climbing up a ladder and there's a little word written and it said yes and he said if the word had said had been no he probably wouldn't have continued on to meeting her and but it was just that sort of thing so uh, yeah for sure 100 percent. yeah I've, I've got lots of examples of that word no yeah you're right when you grow up it's like most parents are just so drained from a toddler it's no yeah. no no well then you go well why can't my son make up his mind well you said no the whole time so they really don't believe they can do the right thing that's right yeah there's I, something up there i was just talking to a neighbor the other day and she was talking about her her little girl being you know so assertive and and kind of you know the way she talks to me sometimes and she wasn't swearing or anything it's just she was standing up for herself and i said it's kind of the ironic thing because we want our kids to be strong and independent and stand up for themselves but as a parent we don't want them standing up to us <laughs> so like, yeah. yeah so uh, we we had that mentality with our we were always like Instead of no, we would explain. Yeah. And get them to explain why they want or why she wants. And then it's just sort of like, oh, oh, that's a good idea. You know, but today let's have asparagus, not a cookie. Yeah. I, I find that working in management. I mean, if you can explain the why to people, then oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, otherwise it's really offensive. Yeah, you can Anyways. Get a lot more buy-in. Um, what turns you on creatively, spiritually, emotionally? Well, I was I would gravitate more to the creativity part. I would just say experimentation. Is really the key to everything for me. Experiment. That's why I hate the word no. This is like, hey, what do you think of this? No, uh, it's good, but what if it did more like this? That's way more positive. Give it so a that's chance. in terms of co-writing and making music. It's like you got to try things and make mistakes. Nobody knows the answer until it's done. So, yeah. so it's very hard to produce with a band. I'm, I'm sure you know, but it's uh, when there's that negativity uh, or. If, to experimenting then you really have hindered it from growing into what it should become so experimentation i mean i I guess that could be for for everyone spiritually you know experiment see what's good there emotionally you know experiment with reacting to things differently or let your emotions run you sure experiment i think that's great yeah when i was working on my cd um it was interesting i'd go i would hire drummer um, bass player keyboard player to play i was playing all the guitar parts but we would go in to lay down tracks or i'd, I'd have some guest vocals and things like that and 
you've been working with the song for so long and you've got it in your head a certain way and somebody would you know sing it a different way or play it a different way and initially I caught myself kind of correcting them oh no it's more and then I just said you know a little voice in my head said just shut up and just lay back and see what they come up with and yeah there's value that that's one of my strengths as a producer I mean I just last night spoke to uh I hired Brett Kissel's uh, keyboard player for a bunch sorry about this point I just wonder we'll be on in two seconds I'm near the airport um our usual this one's fresh he's like well what are you thinking I'm like well you know I would like uh anywhere between one headlight from dylan jacob dylan yeah or wallflowers meets love, love uh whiter shade of pale meets brandon waters which is his name i said like i just want to stay out of your way you know just anywhere in there but i want it to be you because i've learned i'm not a b3 player i know what i like when i hear it but that's why i'm calling him anyways now i want you to be your b3 player he's not going to play weird stuff the song's right there in front of him he can hear it and he'll send me a couple passes and I might pick my favorite things out of that. And that to me, it goes back to, I, if I'm going to tell him what I want, then I'll just play it because I'm a keyboard right. player. Yeah. I want that extra thing. I want it to be live and I want it to his brain to be part of this process too. So, yeah. and if he, you know, if it doesn't, if it's not great, which has never happened with him, but if it has happened with other players, I'm like, okay, no, maybe rein it in a little bit, go listen to this and think in here. Other than that, it, again it's like not no let them do their thing and then i go well what if you did this and then they go oh okay cool and then they've learned something and i've got the product they need so there yeah. you go yeah. well a couple of times things that reminds me of, i was watching a b and mick video mick jagger documentary years ago and they had pete townsend in the producer was sort of telling him how to play and somebody just said why don't you just shut up and let him be pete townsend <laughs> You know, he brought him in for a reason. It was just kind of. It's it's true. It, that there is that. I mean, I'm. I won't say that all the artists, but I'd done a remix, a remake for Thomas Crown Affair movie with uh, Catherine Zeta Jones and whatever yeah. at the time with an artist, and it was a new version of an old Dusty Springfield song. And then I got the call back. They really loved it. Um, do you, would you be able to come down and produce uh, a duet version with her and Sting? Oh wow! I'm like, I'm like how am I going to produce Sting? Yeah, uh, Sting, I'm just not feeling it. It's like, you kind of have to go, well, you know, <laughs> some of the best producers let them do what they do and we'll fix it later somehow if we have to. Right. So right. I, I do see a lot of people take a little too much control in the music. And, and I did an article for a Canadian musician about that. It's like, know your producer. Like, what are you asking me to do? And so there's a blurred line of like, I'm not an engineer. I am an engineer, but you're not hiring an engineer. You're hiring a a, a a co-artist mm -hmm. and I'm going to help you. And if you don't want that, it's perfectly fine. Then you need a, an engineer. Right. And so, and if you want a producer, how much input do you want? Do you want them to force you to be better or be creative partners? And there's lots of variations of that. And I see on both sides of the fence, often I've seen or heard or been given, you know, artists somewhere where they're like damaged by a situation where it's like, it's run by like an iron fist from the production side. And I've heard producers, they just can't work with this artist because right. they just don't want any suggestion. It's like, so um, again, it's about creativity and, and you know, uh, experimentation. Just like, yes, you're here with me now, but let's just pretend that nothing you've done has worked or has not worked as good as the stuff that I've produced. So let me try to, you know, let's work together and see what we can come up with.
because we always have this to go back to. Let's play for a bit. So, but um, anyways, there you go. Sorry, I talked too much. Sorry. No, no, not at all. Uh, I, I have a tendency to go on to, but I get excited and hear. It reminds me of other stories. And it, I've been listening to this Bob Dylan podcast, and it, they, they're talking in great deal about when Al Cooper came into the session, which I've heard many, many times. He was afraid to play guitar because Mike Bloomfield is a guitar player. So he snuck onto the Hammond B3, and he doesn't play Hammond B3, but yet there's this great little vibe that he's yeah. and suddenly he became Dylan's keyboard player for, you know, for many, many years. And he's like, and you could tell you know, they're talking about his style and being slightly behind the music. He said, that's because I had to watch Mike to see what chord he was playing next. I didn't know what the hell I was Amazing. doing. Amazing. Um, but, right. You know, so you got these great swirls and, you know, we live in a world of perfection and I try to break the artist of that too. Good, good point. Because like I said to you earlier, I'd rather be something in time and out of tune. Um, the famous quite a camera producer might've been, I can't remember who it was said, if it's perfectly in time and perfectly in tune, it's perfectly boring. Yeah, And I think a lot of our predecessors in the music industry, they weren't looking at like people are looking at Pro Tools and making it perfect. And, and I miss that in music. And if you listen to my, now that I've talked about it, what's different about my production than most of the stuff that's currently you competing with it or has competed with it. I'm not shitting on anybody's work. It's great. So I know how hard it is to make music, but I like to do everything live and real. And I'm not trying to, force it into a grid there's moments for that for sure but i i'm trying to bring back acoustic stuff into all the work i have so you know if you go back and listen to all of my successful things it's like you can tell it's real it's not trying to be something it's real and it's legit and it's honest and fun and perfect example it's like if uh like you like if i'm hiring a drummer i can hire them because they're fantastic i can play it uh, but I'm hiring somebody for their feel and their chops and they're a little bit behind here and they're a little bit behind. I can, I can measure that and I can hear it. And I go on this song, I want uh, Gary Craig to play drums. Cause I want that loose backbeat kind of thing mm-hmm. that if you, anybody, anybody new producing might go, Oh, they're going to go and try to chop it and make it tight and whatever. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I want to bring the human element into the music more than, than I'm hearing it out there. So it's a good example of that. Bob Dylan story because yeah that's why Bob went that's dope I love that yeah because it's got a thing so if we're all playing perfectly together then what's the point I want that loose kind of moving around it makes people go that's the warm hug so it's not the vinyl that sounds better it's the music that was recorded that sounds better never gonna give up there's no holding us down yeah we got yeah, it's our time to shine
That was Shine by the Washboard Union. All right. So what turns you off? Negativity. Yeah. Negativity, 100%. Sure, to carry it through. Yeah. yeah. I don't mind questioning what I'm doing, but try it. And I don't mind, but you shouldn't mind me questioning what you're doing. So let's try some things. That's like, it's it, nothing venture, nothing gained. So we can always, again, we're starting from here. My job is to try to make it more special you know, more special than it already is. And that's, that was my job at Sony. That's my job still today. You know, so there you go. Negativity. Perfect. Favorite curse word. We've had a few examples. Is this a morning show? You told yeah. me. Well, we can, you can, you can give me a hint or I can, I can bleep it up. Definitely. Because it's so useful. Positive situations, angry or whatever. You know, the, you know, the whole list is, yeah. you know, it's, it, it covers it all the really bases. is a versatile word. I mean, it's, it's so very versatile. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, what sound or noise do you love? I want to say music, but that's too easy. Uh, I'm going to go with an instrument, cello. Cello or viola are my two favorite sounds. Wow. Yeah. Because by themselves, I get the feels. Yeah. Just one note yeah, on either one of those instruments. You just go, I can hear the person that built that instrument. I can hear the lacquer on it. I can hear everything. And I can hear the human playing. There's something about those instruments is why they've lasted as long as they have. So their direct human connection output. And, and then all of the stuff that created that instrument is that's what you're hearing. You're not, it's not pickups. It's not, you're not going through things to distort or change it it just it is what it is in any room any environment outside inside as soon as that happens you just go yeah that's why it's prevalent in every movie tv show ever made so because it it's a direct connection to our human emotions i think that's why the instruments were designed in the first place so, so it's there you like, go wow i mean they're they are beautiful and i never really thought about it that in depthly and and as you're saying all this i'm going Man, he's absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, well, so I th- think I'm right. Maybe, maybe I'm uh, totally off. <laughs> well, that's that's all that matters. Uh, you think you're right. I think you're right. We win. Uh, okay, we win. <laughs> what sound or noise do you hate? Uh, my alarm clock. It's annoying. The, the sound I pick is because I want it, but I want to hate it. It's like otherwise I'll sleep, and I can't sleep because I got to get up to make music. So. But at, at first I hate it. And then I go, thank you, alarm clock, and get back to work and have fun. So, Perfect. Um, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? And I know there were some options that you had earlier in life that you passed on, but was there something that you would have loved to have done? Uh, well, I dabble in two things as it is uh, outside of, well, I mean, I teach once in a while for Durham College. I love teaching and giving back. It's certainly not the money, but uh, that's fun to do. Um, a career profession i would say anything to do carpentry wise because i still i do build things i um i love doing that kind of very therapeutic that or car detailing or vehicle detailing i know that sounds weird but i've detailed some of my clients cars when we're here recording i'm like let's go clean your car really so and they go oh wow because i love clay bar and it's very therapeutic to see to start with something and then and, and i guess it's because i'm task oriented or product oriented like 
So I can start with something that's wounded and then we can step back and go, look how shiny it is. And both of those, I think, fit the same requirements that I approach music with. It's like, I got to figure out what's wrong or how it's going to make it fit, shine it upright. So most people will go, I would, I'd buy that and put it in my cottage or I'd drive that car. Maybe, maybe that's the connection to the two. I love doing both things. It's sort of like time doesn't exist. That's what I like about, I would love that as any, okay, to be a little more uh, focused any career that when I'm doing it, I forget time exists. So any careers, if I, if I loved what I'm doing would be fine. So there you go. I'm sure there's lots. Yeah. 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 Well, it's funny. I mean, I was just working on something all night the other night and all of a sudden I, I come out and it was daylight and I'm like, is it really seven in the morning? Like I'm thinking, right. I'm thinking it's two in the morning. But, yeah. Uh, no, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And music's been like that my whole life. Like, Oh, look, I've been playing drums for five hours. I didn't even know. So it's anything that, anything that passes the time or time doesn't exist. That's your calling. That goes to everybody. could be accounting. doesn't matter. That's your career. Whatever triggers you. Uh, What profession would you absolutely not like to do? Law enforcement, especially today. Yeah. 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 I don't do well with confrontation to begin with. Uh, I don't, I'm not even good with compliments for Christ's sakes, but uh, I can't see myself going into situations that you know, it's just total chaos. And then nowadays going into those situations of total chaos and you end up being the bad guy. It's, I don't know. No, thanks. Yeah. That's we won't even get into that. That's a whole other. Well, it, it's interesting. I'll probably add some of it into the intro, but I didn't, you know, mention your awards or any of those kind of things, because I was kind of picking up on that as we were going along. You were, you were, very much avoiding name dropping and any of that kind of thing. And, um, you know, you just, so it, it's kind of neat. You didn't seem overly impressed with yourself, certainly confident with what you've accomplished, but not, you know, touting yourself as I'm a big deal. You know, I, it, I don't know what causes that other than, again, I operate 100% on the fields given the opportunity, which is most of my career. And I've gotten the fields from things that came and went and, like a fart in a windstorm. And then the same fields got me accolades. So I don't, I don't feel like I'm anything special. I just kind of follow my, my direction and working with artists and going, yeah, okay, I feel confident. In this. That doesn't mean it's going to work. Um, so when I'm accredited for it, it's really nice. When I'm the benefactor of it, it's great. But I still, do, I still feel weird about it. It's like, it's like, cause it's not just me. Like I famous people have pointed out, like when I win the awards, I'm like, I, I can't, I just want to thank my players and the people that were part of this. Cause it's not right. just me. And, and uh, I feel kind of like, it feels kind of grody. Like I'm getting the award, but my buddies really are just as important to this project as I was. So, so I'm just kind of leading the ship, but still the voices are coming from great, great people. And, you know, I wish uh, I'm going to be try to, if I, if I ever win any more awards, I'm going to try to be more prepared. So I can say everybody's name really, really fast because you don't have a lot of time. And you forget. It's like, ah, and then it's like, you didn't think. And I'm like, oh, no, I feel so bad. Yeah, yeah. So I'll try to be more prepared. Well, I have been the last little bit, but I didn't ever expect to win anything. So you know, I've been doing this for forever. I've had lots of Juno nominations and like with projects that I've worked on. Not Nothing for me as a nominee, but projects I've done and lots of awards have come because of the work we've done together so again there you go it's like i 
I've always celebrated that too because it's not it's them and they would celebrate me and so like it's cool you know but uh yeah not really great with compliments it's really and winning an award is like a pretty big compliment you got to go up on that stage in front of a lot of people and go not that I'm, I'm stage fright but it's just the time it's like oh my god you really don't know and so they tell you yeah. you got to go up there and you go uh, and i having that speech prepared just feels so eh, to me yeah I agree. so i just kind of go up and i wing it and I, sometimes i have no idea what i'm saying but uh it's awkward to do that because i just hate it's hard i don't know why i don't know why that is i know a lot of people don't like compliments it just makes you feel weird i don't i just you're complimenting for something i just love to do <laughs> i don't know yeah not that i get a lot of compliments trust me <laughs> but you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah um, anyways on that note uh are there any artists or uh, or upcoming projects or anything you want to take a second to kind of promote or talk about yeah i mean i just finished a record for david boyd james who's uh that's coming out on warner soon september i think uh that's wrapped up sounds fantastic um of course definitely new aaron allen coming it was uh, i love working with alan aaron allen and um or the allens as we're gonna say Mm-hmm. Can't, I can't wait to do another song with Amy. She's yeah. fantastic. And oh, then, voice. Uh, not that I'm I'm not producing. I would play drums on the Smoke and Ashes stuff for Pete and Aaron as well. That's amazing stuff. I think you, have you heard it yet? I have. Yeah, high on yeah. Sunday as well. <laughs> That's a talking. monster summer smash. I don't. Again, see, I get the feels from that. You never know. Like it's the public will decide. So, um, I'm hoping that does well. I got another couple coming up with Abby as well. Uh, Dan Davidson, we just released a new single. Um, God, it's it's a lot of stuff. It's, yeah. it's good. You know, yeah. it's it's constantly busy. So, really looking forward to more from Abby. What a big voice! Yeah, she's awesome. I've known her for quite a long while. It's like wanted you to let her be a kid for a bit, and sure, you now I'll start jumping in, help it push to where she's got to go. So, you know. yeah, yeah, you only get to be a kid once. Yeah. All right. Um, so- yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, other than, uh, yeah, there's so many good things. I don't want to forget anybody. Ah, it doesn't matter. It's on my website. I always try to keep, I have to update. Thank you for reminding me. New artists coming up and, you know, new projects. So give them a little bit of a spark if I can. Perfect. All right. And last question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Uh, thank you. Uh, Thank, um, thanks for making people feel nice, beautiful, like me. Yes, it feels. Well, there you go. Thank you for making me feel. This has been an incredible hour and almost hour and a half. And as you said, no awareness of time because it, I just was riveted. I was enjoying this conversation, and uh, it was a real pleasure talking with well, you. Thank you. It's fun. It's fun. All right. Anytime you want to, we can talk about any of those topics. You can do zero in on it, expand it. But uh, absolutely, anytime, anytime. We'll definitely come back to it. All right. Thanks so much, and uh, we look forward to talking to you soon. And best of luck with all the new uh, projects and artists. And uh, thank you, sir. Good luck over there. Good luck over there. Take care. Thanks, Jeff. Bye bye. See you, buddy. Bye. Start late.
Labor Day. If I can't drink beer on a dock on the lake, I guess a couple silver bullets on my old tailgate and just suntan truck bed copper tone. While I'm waiting for my AAA hook and go, it don't matter if the Firestone's flat. It's where I is, it's where it's at. You gotta roll, 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 roll with it. Can't win it if you don't scratch the ticket. Cause it is what it is, gonna do what it does. Ain't nothing you can do when you're down on your luck. Just roll, 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 roll with it. Let it roll off your back and don't quit it. Cause a sparrow or a strike, man, that's just life. You gotta roll, roll, roll with it. In her big Dodge Ram A highway angel for a helpless man She said, hey cowboy You going my way? I said, yes ma'am, I guess I am today You gotta roll, 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 roll with it You can't win it if you don't scratch the ticket Cause it is what it is Gonna do what it does Ain't nothing you can do When you're down on your luck You just roll, 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 roll with it Let it roll off your back and don't quit it Cause spare or strike, man, that's just life You gotta roll, roll, roll with it Well, sometimes it's an uphill Both ways, barefoot Yeah, it's a hard road Sometimes it's a payday Numbers coming up, 649 lotto So here's the motto Gotta roll, 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 roll with it You can't win it if you don't scratch the ticket Cause it is what it is, gonna do what it does Ain't nothing you can do when you're down on your luck But just roll, 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 roll with it Let it roll off your back and don't quit it Cause a sparrow or a strike, man, that's just life You gotta roll, roll, roll Sometimes with it. it's enough uphill, both ways, barefoot yeah, it's a hard go Sometimes it's a payday, numbers coming up, 649 lotto, so here's the lotto. You gotta roll, 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 roll with it, let it roll off your back and don't quit it. Cause a sparrow or a strike, man, that's just life, you gotta roll, roll, roll with it. That was Dan Davidson featuring the Roadhammers with a song called Roll With It, another production by Jeff Delziel. Now, I just wanted to play a brief clip from a conversation that Jeff and I had prior to the interview when I was asking him for clarification on the pronunciation of his last name, which I'm sure that I still got wrong throughout the two interviews, and I apologize for that, Jeff. But he mentions also his father, Bill DL, who was a famous musician who had played with a whole host of people. He'd actually opened for the Beatles on their Las Vegas show in 1964, and he's associated with Johnny Cash, Elton John, Tina Turner, Joe Cocker, and many others, either as a keyboard player or as a producer. He also worked as Robbie Robertson's keyboard player, as Jeff mentioned during the conversation. I see the Jeff Diesel and then the Jeff Delzio. Is it Delzio or Delzio? That's Delzio, is right, actually. Delzio. Uh, they're actually pronouncing, if you want to pronounce it, it's DL, if you want, but just Delzio is fine. That's yeah. Oh, funny well, story about that i didn't even know that till like later in life that it's actually oh, really? my father uh, my father uh played with the band and then uh, dion warwick a whole bunch of people so i come from a music family but uh, uh his stage name was bill dl you might okay. have heard that name i have yeah he, he, uh and that was the stage name for years bill dl bill dl blah 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 
and I just thought it was a stage name. And then one day I was at the hospital and I had to see the doctor and, and he called me Mr. DL. And I go, oh, you know, my dad. And he goes, no. I go, how did you know that name? He goes, that's how you pronounce your last name. It's a Scottish name. Dalziel. Ah, no, it's no pronounced kidding. DL. Yeah. So there you go. But uh, for Canadians, it's Dalziel. It's fine. Don't expect I, it. I had no idea it was Scottish. I, I wouldn't have thought that. Um, I'm not sure what I thought it was. Maybe some kind of European name, but I wasn't sure. It, no, there's a famous TV show called DL and Pasco from England. Oh, okay. well, that's funny. same same spelling. Wow, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, it's funny. My mother's maiden name was Marichelle, um, but then we found out many years later, talking to a long-lost Italian uncle, that it actually wasn't Marichelle, it was Marcella. Um, Marcella. But they nice. had shortened it to Marcelle and pretended they were French because when they, back in the day, back in the 40s and 50s, in, in, Quebec, in Quebec, it was very unfashionable to be Italian. There was a lot of uh, bias towards Italians. So they, oh, At no, the time, not, for no. sure. We're French, for we're not sure. Italian. <laughs> so, exactly. My dad had a field day when he found out she was Italian. But uh, um... Well, the diesel the diesel comes just from a nickname, which is funny because my years later, after people started using that as my nickname, Diesel, that ended up being apparently my dad's nickname too back in high school. So it's pretty funny. So Because oh, cool. nobody can really, you see the name, you said Diesel, whatever. Yeah. So yeah, that's why it's become kind of like a, not that I'm trying to get away from the name. It's just, uh, it just is my nickname. So, you know, gotcha. it's right. funny, I've, you know. It's been people have called me that for years. So just, I was just sure. Go ahead. Call me yeah, that. So that's awesome. Take a minute, take a breath. You know, it ain't over yet. Keep your eyes up on them stars. Dim the light. Just a little dance like candles round that table. Just takes one flame to break the dark. It's a good place to come from, it's a good place to be. Good place to take a stand, make a memory. When you're lost, just remember who you are comes from your heart. And that's, and that's 
star It's a good place to come from It's a good place to be Good place to take a stand Make a memory When you're lost Just remember who you are Comes from your heart Good Place to Start by Aaron Allen, another production by Jeff. I had the extreme pleasure of interviewing Aaron and Amy Allen just a few weeks ago, as well as Abby Stewart. All three are wonderful artists that Jeff has worked with, and I thought it would be fitting to wrap up the show with some songs by those artists. Aaron, Amy, and Abby all spoke very highly of Jeff during my interviews with him, and I understand why. He's dedicated to the music, and he's dedicated to the artist. He truly wants to bring out the very best in every artist he works with, and he truly wants the best experience for them. Despite how extremely busy Jeff is these days with all the projects that he's working on, he still finds the time to give back. He's extremely generous with his knowledge and experience, and he's an absolute pleasure to talk with. I look forward to having a conversation again with Jeff in the future. I hope you enjoyed the interview as much as I did, and thank you for tuning in. Please share your comments and feedback about the show. I would love to hear it. My name is Stuart McKee, and this has been Musicians FAQ.
Got a waist-deep pool in my backyard And a bonfire beater, six-string guitar A couple good friends, the fun never ends Till we hit the limit on the credit card Yeah, the sun went down and it came back
This is Jeff Dalziel, and you're listening to Musicians FAQ with Stuart McKee on CKMS 102.7 Radio Waterloo. Thank you for listening to Musicians FAQ Podcast with your host, Stuart McKee. We're here every week with great Canadian musical artists 